Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof. We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Uh, that's right. This is the Housing for the Aged Action Group show. Raise the roof here on 3CR. My name's Shane and I'm here in the studio with Pam. How are you doing today, Pam? Hi, Shane. Good. I'm very good. Hello, listeners. Um, Pam's very excited. She's got a committee meeting to go to tonight. <laughs> I'm very excited. I don't have a committee meeting to go to tonight. Um, but we've got a, an interesting show for you. We're going to talk about climate change uh, and how that is connected with things like energy efficiency, uh, energy costs, insulation, uh, minimum standards for renting, and how all of these things in particular affect older renters. Um, so that's a big conversation. It's a theme we might be coming back to on the show. Yeah. Um, we hope that's something that's going to be interesting to you because we think it's a, a big issue and it's going to be a huge uh, issue for older people's housing over the, the years and decades certainly to come. Yeah, certainly is. Yes, certainly is. So maybe we'll just jump right into it. We recorded an interview earlier today, uh, and we're going to hear from Emma Chessel, who's a project manager at Brotherhood of St. Lawrence. Mm. Uh, so we're here in the studio with Emma Chessel from the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence. Um, thanks for coming in today, Emma. Yeah, no problems. Um, so tell us what your job title is at the Brotherhood. Um, I'm a project manager with the Energy Equity and Climate Change team, which is part of the research focus at BSA. Okay. So how, I mean, people obviously will have heard of the Brotherhood. How is it, but maybe not know that the Brotherhood's active in this sort of area, how is it that the Brotherhood developed an interest in climate change as an issue? Yeah, we've um, had the energy equity and climate change focus um, as a long-running priority for the research department at Brotherhood. Um, I think we recognised quite early that climate change was going to have implications for the most vulnerable in our community um, most significantly. So um, we've, we're, we're active in both... Um, mitigation and and trying to combat climate change in a way that's fair for everyone. So can you explain a bit about what you mean by mitigation and and trying to combat? What's what's that distinction? I guess um, at the same time as um, working out how to avoid the worst impacts of climate change, we have to recognise that some of the impacts are with us already. So it's about adapting um, Mm -hmm. in a way that's just to um, that new environment that we're living in. Sure. And I guess, like by parallel with what I just asked you, people might also look at us at Housing for the Aged Action Group and say, this is an organisation about older people's housing issues. What does that have to do with climate change? So do you see a connection there? Yeah, people are really struggling. Um, our housing stock in Victoria is not has not been um, built with the weather in mind, even for the conditions that were applied when it was built. Um, we have notoriously... Um, <laughs> poor quality energy efficiency in the bulk of our housing stock. But um, that's also making people much more vulnerable to the hotter 
summers that we're experiencing. Mm. And um, we recently heard from um, an organisation on the ground in Mildura who is um, really feeling that the um, the impacts of the hotter weather up in the north of the state in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and is there much research about the ways that climate change and energy efficiency affect older people in particular? Um, I would say research, yes and no. I think um, a real focus of research generally at the moment is um, just trying to quantify the health impacts of climate mm-hmm. change for older people. Um, it's it's acknowledged and known that there is um, a real health implication for having a home that's not thermally adequate. So it's either, mm-hmm. you know, have, has a really thermal poor thermal performance or the heating and cooling amenity just doesn't meet the needs of the people living there. Um, we know that that has a big impact for people's health and well-being um, but I guess what's the work that is being done at the moment is trying to just put numbers on that so um, mm-hmm. that people can better understand um, the importance of funding um, improvements in the area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we might come back to talking a bit more about uh, standards for rental housing in particular, but you were mentioning just before a pilot program that you've just been working on. Um, can you tell us some more about that? Yeah, there was a pilot funded by the Victorian Department of Environment, Delwip. Um, we just finished in mid this year um, delivering energy efficiency upgrades for 88 households, across mo- mostly across Greater Melbourne. Um, and through that program, we... we it was just demonstrated to us again um, how important people's health is in in terms of um, the impacts of having an adequate a house with adequate amenity. Um, yeah, it it was a really well received program. I think a hundred percent of the participants said they're very happy with it. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, <laughs> they um, so uh, I guess um, it was it was built around providing them access to advice. They contributed some of the funding, as did the um, department, and um, but ultimately they decided the upgrades that they needed for their home. And, um, yeah, people installed um, – a, a common thing that people would install was solar panels, but then mm-hmm. after the Solar Vic program was in, um, announced where um, all, of, all of Victoria was offered subsidised solar panels, a lot of people um, chose to install reverse cycle air conditioners, which is a really useful way, especially for older people. We, we actually had a lot of older people who were living in – their old family homes and um, they were relying on central heating mm-hmm. um, and uh, often they'd have to choose whether to heat the whole house when they were just spending time in one room right. all day or to go without and often they needed they had to choose to go without or to mm. inadequately uh, meet their needs. But um, a reverse cycle is a really useful way to just heat the areas they need and it's um, more efficient now than using gas in terms of running costs. That's great. Um, so, well, let's talk about. So, I mean, one thing you mentioned before we went on air is that that's a program that's geared more towards homeowners in particular. That it's harder for renters to access that sort of thing. So, what? What? How does this affect renters? What can renters do, or what? What do renters need to change um, to to have better energy efficiency in rental properties? 
Yeah, I think it would be great if there was similar subsidies that um, were able to work for rental properties, but it's a it's a harder program to implement. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that part of the equation in terms of uh, improving rental properties, which is really important because we know um, some of the most vulnerable Victorians live in private rental mm-hmm. properties, um, I think that um, rental standards will be part of that equation, just yeah. um, having requirements that those buildings meet um, adequate thermal performance levels for the people living there. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's been on HAG's agenda for a long time. We've advocated for minimum standards for rental properties. And in the rental reforms that passed the parliament last year, the state government has legislated to introduce minimum standards. And I think they're about to start a public consultation about what exactly those standards should be. Um, and I wonder, because we've been having discussions at HAG about what, what should we, you know, what is our view? Like, what should be required of landlords? Like, what are some of the things that you think we should be looking for in terms of what the standards should be? Well, I'd personally like to see efficient heating and cooling included. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really um, a basic need. And if you're going to have heating and cooling uh, requirements in there, mm-hmm. you should associate that with um, an adequate level of efficiency, like an, an adequate standard. Yeah. Um, Mm, yeah. True. Otherwise, um, you're really setting people up to fail again. So, um, yeah, I guess that would be my number one. And does that include things like insulation? Like, how does that fit into things? There should be. I uh, in this is in my opinion as an energy professional. Um, there sh- there should be a minimum level of insulation. You should at least have some ceiling insulation mm-hmm. for a house to be um, work effectively. Yeah. I mean, uh, my impression is that that every politician and bureaucrat in Australia is terrified of even thinking about insulation still from uh, the pink from bats. The, from the pink bat um, so, if you yeah. If you mention that there should be a requirement to install insulation, they, they look at you funny. They don't like <laughs> it at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that one thing that HAG has argued is that, you know, forcing landlords to install better heating and cooling systems without forcing mm. them to install mm. insulation is like asking them to put the rent up without actually reducing energy costs for our clients. And I mean, energy costs obviously is somewhat different from energy efficiency, but there's a a connection there. And utility bills are one of the main things that people report to us as being the things that are driving housing stress or driving the risk of homelessness. Yeah, I found two two of our tenants have had their uh, gas cut off, which Mm -hmm. is their um, cooking Mm -hmm. and their heating, Mm -hmm. um, because the gas bill was cheaper than the service fee and they couldn't afford the $25 service fee every month. And that's really sad. You know, it really, really upset me that these people have had to go to those lengths Mm -hmm. to... um, survive yeah. yeah i mean we we hear from a lot of people at hag who just keep don't we don't do. run the heater when they need to yeah, or, or exactly. yeah all that sort of thing but under a blanket of blue <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yeah is there anything else that you wanted to say about the the sort of connections that we've been talking about um i guess i'd just like to reiterate how um it's important that we have that we're able to quantify that connection more. Mm. Everyone recognises it. Um, it's not a small problem. It's very widespread. And through our Home Energy Assist Affordable Retrofits Trial, we just came across so many stories that um, were really heartbreaking, really unnecessary. Um, people mm. would describe it as a catch-22 of running their um, 
inefficient heater and mm. not being able to um, save up because of the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just about um, sort of uh, moving people out of those traps that they could yeah. fall in. Um, I and um, yeah. Emma, is this a new group that's that's just been formed or have you been going for a while? Brotherhood of St Lawrence is a charity that's been around for a long time since right. the And have you found have you found a difference now that you know that you're are people opening up more to you and ex- coming to you and talking about things that are happening or there's or, a real need. So yeah. um one of the hard part about running mm. the pilot was that as we um progressed we started to get more and more um, people come to us by word of mouth and Mm. it was a short running program so there's an ongoing need and it's widespread Um, but but when you're working with people in their house they Mm. they were we were struck by um, how open they were and we had an optional research component um, almost everyone participated. Yeah. I think 100% yeah. of us of them yeah. talked afterward. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't think it matters whether it's a house owner or a renter because house owners are struggling just as much to meet mm. the um, requirements of everyday living as what uh, renters are because you yeah. know it's all right for yeah, somebody flippantly great. say, oh, I'll go and buy a, a convection heater. Mm. It's only $600. Only $600 is a lot for somebody who's trying to maintain a home or even... A flat. I think that's a really good point, especially mm. when you are talking about that older group um, of homeowners. Mm. Some of them mm. um, bought their house mm. a long time ago, and um, they're really. We came across some really um, striking stories yeah, of people well, who'd been their without budget's gas. Pretty strict, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And people who'd chosen, as you said, to disconnect the gas, and they were mm. living without. Yeah. Some people with chronic pain were also living without showers and heaters. And you really, mm. once you mm. connect with those type of people, you really need to follow through and yeah. um, deliver. Yeah, and the the housing options for people in that category are also really dim because. You know the the resale value of the home probably isn't enough for them to to buy something that's exactly. more suitable to what they need exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so we got a letter at Hag recently telling us that climate change is in fact a communist conspiracy to impose <laughs> a one world Marxist government on us all. Can you confirm or deny that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well. It would be easier if it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, yeah, nice. All right. Well, I think that's all that I wanted to ask you about. We'll come back after a song and we'll talk a bit about how older people can get involved if they want to be campaigning more about climate change. But thanks so much for coming in, Emma. Are you going to sing a song? Uh, probably not sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> the, the listeners will not appreciate my singing voice. <laughs> thanks very much. Uh, thanks for having me. All right, so we will hear that song now. It's going to be Nancy Bates, and this is Keep a Place, uh, and then we'll be back to talk more about climate change. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts, and so do we. They're 100% cotton and Australian-made, and you can get one for just $30. They come in black, dark grey, and a cool light grey. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 94198377, or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one.
From October the 28th to the 31st, some of the worst climate criminals will be gathering for the International Mining Conference, IMARC, at the Melbourne Convention Centre. Blockade IMARC is an activist alliance committed to putting a stop to the mass destruction caused by extractive industries across the globe and the harm they cause to communities and ecosystems. We need your help to be part of this blockade. Find out how at blockadeimark.com or check out our Facebook page, Blockade IMARC. A 3CR supporter. All right, so you just heard Nancy Bates and the song Keep a Place. This is the Housing for the Age Action Group show with Shane and Pam. Um, before that, before those announcements, we were talking to Emma from the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence about climate change as an older person's housing issue. And we just heard an announcement about the IMARC blockade that's coming up, uh, where people will be blockading some of the worst climate criminals in the world as they They're come together. Lying people. Yeah, so... I mean, I wanted to talk a bit about how people can get involved if they are interested in climate change as an issue. You ever been to yeah. a climate protest, Pam? No, I haven't. No. The um, no. some of our some Hag members and staff did go down to the last climate strike. Yeah. Um. So if you're a member, that's definitely something to keep an eye out for. We'll keep you posted on our social media, our Facebook and and Twitter about uh, events that you might want to get involved in. The working groups at Hag are another way that people can be involved in organising. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of the the most basic ways that people, whether they're older or, or not, can get involved in thinking about climate change is just to talk to the people that are around you, whether that's your your exactly, family, friends, yeah, co-workers, mm-hmm. groups that you're involved in. See what other people think and what they want to do and maybe you can work together. Yeah, because there's a lot of ignorance and mm-hmm. a lot of people think, you know, oh, climate change and a lot of rumours going around, you know, mm-hmm. it's not happening. Well, mm-hmm. sorry, it is happening. <laughs> <laughs> and But it, we need to talk about it more amongst ourselves really. Yeah, know? or people think that, that you can't be an activist unless you're a, you know, 16-year-old with dreadlocks. Exactly, yeah. But you think yeah. about, you know, HAG's been going for over 30 years now and that started up with a group of older women on the peninsula exactly, who yeah. talked to each other about their problems, and that's yeah. where they started to figure out collective solutions. Well, how would how old would Molly be now if she was still alive? Oh, I'm not sure. She'd be in her hundreds, I reckon. Uh, I'm really not sure, but yep. yeah. The um, so if you want to get involved in something more formal, the Council on the Aging Victoria, Coda Vic, um, runs a program called, called Green Sages. Uh, and what they say about that is that environmental sustainability and the aging population are two of the most important challenges facing governments around the world today. Older Victorians want to leave a positive environmental legacy, and we believe they have an important role to play uh, responding to environmental challenges such as climate change taking action to reduce their impacts and talking about the issues with our families, friends and communities. So Code of Green Sages are older Victorians who are hoping to lead change, taking action together to improve environmental sustainability and address the impacts of climate change. Mm-hmm. Working with other groups including Climate for Change, Lighter Footprints, the Australian Conservation Foundation and Environment Victoria, we're acting to reduce climate change and help older people adapt to its effects. Green Sages meet at 12.15 on the second Tuesday of each month at the Code of Vic office on the fourth floor at 533 Little Lonsdale Street. If you're interested in participating in this meeting, please get in contact with the convener, Ken Parker, in advance. And look, we'll be giving out contact information for HAG uh, and for CODA in just a minute. So mm-hmm. you've got a moment to get your pen and paper together uh, if you are interested in some more information. Um, you can also find that on the Code of Victoria website. 
Well, look, I said a little bit later, but we're almost at that time of the show when it is time to to give people some contact info and to start wrapping up. Um, what's HAG, HAG got coming up soon is its annual Our general AGM, meeting. Yep. Um, the most exciting meeting, possibly <laughs> the most exciting in HAG's history. We'll be re- seeking to revise the constitution. Yep. Um, if you want some reading that'll help you get to sleep, the, uh, the constitution papers. <laughs> 48 uh, pages. Er- everything you'd want right there. Um, so the the changes, as I understand it, aren't very substantial. They're not changing the nature of the organisation. They're no. just we've got a constitution, like I said, from about thirty years ago, and it's time to to update it and make sure that it's most of the cosmetic changes. Yeah, moving it? things into the right place so it makes more sense. Correct. Yeah, um, things like that. But the AGM will also feature a guest speaker, TBA, another thing you can follow on our social media feed, um, or by becoming a member at HAG. Um, have we got any other events coming up that people might want to know about? I think it's it's mainly the not that I can AGM. think of. Yeah, not um, that I can think of. There, no general meeting coming up. We just had one of them just just while the back, AGM. didn't we? Mm. Um, another exciting new development at Hag is that the newsletter now features a movie review column by Ooh. yours truly. Oh. So all kinds of movies about older people's housing issues. If you've got a suggestion you'd like to make, um, get in touch. Well, you should go to the play that's on um, Saturday. Saturday. Well, it's on. Or next week, um, it's called Unhoused, U-N-H-O-W-S-E-D. It's on at the um, uh, in Ackland Street at mm-hmm. the uh, Theatre Works and yes. it's um, run by, um, well, I don't know whether it's run by, but um, some of the Voss people. So the yeah, Voices of the South Side yeah, who we've had on the show it. before. Yeah, that yeah, is a, a yeah. good call. People should mm-hmm. check that out. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, look, if you want to get in touch with HAG, either because you're inspired by our discussions today to get involved in some collective organising. Of course organizing, they're inspired. Of yeah. they're inspired um, either about housing or climate change or the, the combination. Yeah. Um, or because you're an older person in Victoria with a housing issue, whether yep. that's a need to find secure yep. and affordable housing, um, a landlord who's not willing to you know, do some do some modifications. You need some information about minimum standards or, or any other rental issue. Um, please give us a call. Uh, Pam, you've got those numbers I for us? I have. And if uh, I'll just add to that, Shane, too. Mm. If you're in comfortable housing and you want to become involved with something that helps other people get into comfortable housing, mm. come, come, come and be a volunteer or come and be a member. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Our, our phone number, our office number is 96547389 and our 1300 number is 1300 Let's read those eight, one more time. Sure. 96547389. And 1300-765-178. Great. And if you're interested in the Code of Victoria Green Sages, the number to call is 9655-2100, asking for Ken Parker, who's the convener. Uh, that number again is nine six double five two one double zero, and I think we'll try and get someone from Green Sages to come on yeah, sometime. Yeah, sounds fascinating, it? doesn't it? And what about our website? Do you know what, what about our is? website? The Hag website, oldertenants.org.au. Yep. Um, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. You're just going to have to search those yourself. I don't have the <laughs> Facebook. I can find Twitter. I'm not good at <laughs> Twitter. Not good at. Yeah, we're going to. We need to start an Instagram or a TikTok. That's we, what we yeah, need. exactly. Or well, we need a little lesson on how to how to work Twitter. <laughs> how to work Twitter. Maybe that. Can be our guest speaker at the next AGM. Hey, that'd be a good idea. Um, all right, look, we're going to leave you now with a song. We're almost out of time. We'll be back second and fourth uh, Wednesday of every month. Mm-hmm. Um, here is Sharon Van Etten. This is Tarifa. Uh, ah. Enjoy and thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. <laughs>